0: Hello, this is Peak Curiosity, and I'm Abigail. For this episode, I have Jessica Whitlow. We talked of her brief stint in witchcraft when she was a teenager, along with the possible long-term consequences of that kind of life. We also spent a good deal of time talking about her spiritual gifts now as a Christian, which is an interesting subject all in its own. I won't waste any of your time talking about the episode, we'll just get straight to it. I know very little about you. I was told by my brother-in-law that he knew somebody who had been into witchcraft but is a Christian now. So that's basically what I'm coming to this conversation knowing. So would you mind just starting with like where you grew up and what your family life was like?
1: Um, I grew up in, I always say Eugene, Oregon because that's like the only town that people actually know of (laughs) around here but like I grew up in a really tiny like the middle of nothing like there's just like fields and hills for miles Mm -hmm. and it was um like Bonita is what it's called okay and so that's where I grew up and all my friends would like want to hang out but they'd be like oh we don't want to go all the way out there in the nothing and like I kind of had like the start of my childhood was very like your cliche like story where it's like you kind of have like this conservative upbringing and There's, like, nothing really else to that. It's just, like, you go to church, you're conservative, and it's just – there's no, like, bad stuff. And then it was probably when I was, like, 12 or so that, um, like, things just got really bad. And I had actually a pretty bad childhood from then on. And now it's thankfully not like that anymore, which is good. (laughs) But I remember it just being, like, a really dark time.
0: Sure. Do you mind describing what happened at that age?
1: There was really – there's a lot, like – my parents were fighting a lot and like, it just was a very like chaotic, it went from like being like a very stable household to just being like really chaotic and like, I didn't know if my parents were going to stay together kind of thing. Sure. Um, And I totally like don't have anything against them like now, like at all. Like I know that they like did their best and everything. So yeah. <laughs> How old are I don't you know? now? I'm 30. I I feel someone recently told me that I have like early 20s vibes, whatever that means. But yeah, I'm 30. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man what what's the intro into the witchcraft
1: um well we had like we weren't going to like church and um I was really just angry at everything back then <laughs> I was just like super angry um was angry at God was angry just at the world and just really wanted to like fix my situation and I really felt at the time that the only like way I could do that was by like trying to explore like other kind of spiritual paths. So I had like the best intentions, but it just really did not, like nothing good came out of it, honestly.
0: I can't remember for sure. Did you say that you went to church when you were little? Yeah. Okay. So at what age did you start this rebellion?
1: Um, it was like, I think I was 13. Which it, it was crazy to me that I was 13 because <laughs> that is so young.
0: <laughs> did you have people in your community that were into witchcraft? How do you even find out about this kind of thing?
1: honestly the internet okay <laughs> which is crazy too it's just weird the whole thing it's kind of like a weird um, dream now <laughs> like I'm like did, was that even real <laughs> uh, there were some people like at school that were kind of into that because it was like cool or something um and I don't even know how this ended up happening I had like a reputation of being a witch and so people would like pay me in like candy or some kind of like just dumb like here's some candy here's some chocolate and like curse this bully who won't like leave me alone and so that was like a thing. So <laughs> that was super weird. There's so many weird stories I could tell you.
0: <laughs> I would love to hear some specifics. But I suppose my first question along these lines is, what species of wood was your wand? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> uh, by cursing, did you... Had you done enough research to know like some legit curses slash spells, or were you winging it?
1: Um, I think mostly winging it. It's I actually have blocked out a lot of memories <laughs> from my past, and I know that there's like a technical term for that, but some of it is just like super fuzzy. Like I don't remember a lot of stuff. Crazy,
0: interesting. I had not really thought of myself as a superstitious person, but um, when I was thinking about doing this podcast, I thought. This is a thing I know nothing about. (laughs) Uh, But do I really want to go learn anything about it to ask the questions? (laughs) And so I very tentatively searched into Spotify, which podcasts. And uh, (laughs) the first one that came up was called... (laughs) I clicked on it. And the two latest episodes were the history of the Nephilim in the (laughs) occult. Yeah. Which was a very fascinating title. And so... I told my brother, I was like, hey, so I'm going to click on this really weird podcast. If you hear strange noises, uh, come save me, I suppose. I was kind of joking, but honestly didn't quite know what was going to happen. I don't know. Yeah. Apparently, I'm superstitious. It was so interesting because as this podcast was going on, I thought there's almost nothing that I have disagreed with in this podcast that like it's all theologically pretty correct, which was Kind of surprising to me at first.
1: Theologically correct how? I'm curious. <laughs> like,
0: just the the things that they were describing also matched what the Bible described. And yeah. I don't think I expected that. And the other thing that I didn't expect is that these people sounded like normal humans, which was, in a way, very off-putting. I think I would have rathered that it was really creepy. Because yeah. the way that it was presented, if I didn't know to have my guard up, I might n- definitely not have a guard up at all, if that makes sense.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I think the stereotype is people think that, like, witches are these <laughs> mysterious figures in cloaks that have, like, long noses or something.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but that's not the case at all. Like, literally, like, they could just be wearing normal people clothes from, like, Old Navy or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Old Navy, do not sue. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. And again, I don't, it's one of those things where I was so tentative about doing research, I didn't really know what questions to ask. You'll kind of have to help me out here. So you said you were doing most of this through an internet community, yeah. not necessarily through your local people?
1: Well, I had I had like a couple friends in school that were witches. One of them was like a complete hippie. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't even know he was a witch. Um, and so like a lot of it was that kind of stuff too, just like knowing a couple people and then like... Finding weird stuff online and trying it out because I was, like, a weird, angsty preteen that wanted to, like, do all the things, I guess.
0: <laughs> sure. So were your parents at all aware of what was going on or were you hiding it?
1: I was definitely hiding it. But, um, like, they weren't really around a lot because they were, like, so engulfed in their fighting and stuff that they, like, we kind of, it was just kind of like, we go, we come home, we, like, make dinner. Like, we're kind of, like, like, fending for ourselves, I guess. Sure. I don't mean that in a bad way, but that's just kind of the reality of it and definitely like as things progressed my mom started to notice some things and that's when she was like okay yeah something is definitely up with you You you're definitely different and she pulled me aside and kind of like it was basically an intervention she was just like what's going on
0: what did you think about that
1: I was pissed at the time I was like get away from me (laughs) but I'm glad that she did because I don't even it was a weird path and I don't think I would have enjoyed it
0: (laughs) how old were you when this happened
1: it, it wasn't really involved for very long. It was probably, like, within the year. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: And do you have siblings?
1: Yeah, I have a brother. He's actually in my band with me.
0: <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. We'll have to talk about your band later. In your time in this witchcrafty thing, were you were you happy?
1: Oh, definitely not. I was probably the most miserable I've ever been in my life. So there's that. <laughs>
0: Was it a depressed kind of feeling? Yeah,
1: definitely. I was pretty suicidal back then, too, so that was kind of mixed in with all that.
0: One thing that I saw a lot in the teensy bit of research I did do is there seemed to be a common thread of talking with some spirits. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was that a thing?
1: Oh, definitely. There was a lot of really weird spiritual stuff that happened. I remember... I was, I got these weird candles that would like when spirits were near, they would flicker weird. (laughs) Those things were creepy. And if I had, I remember I had a friend over and they started freaking out the candles did. And that friend did not want to come over anymore. Um, I was like using those candles and my brother who was like way younger at the time, I was actually having a nightmare about these spirits. Um, that were actually, we looked it up. They ended up being real. His nightmare was like really vivid and he was telling me about it. And I was like, you had this nightmare, like, at the exact time I was using these. So we Googled, like, the weird – because everything in his dream was very specific. We Googled all the stuff that was in his dream. And sure enough, it came up with, like, the exact images of the spirits that were in his dream. So that was pretty intense.
0: <laughs> that is so scary.
1: Yeah. And I think he had a few dreams, too. It wasn't just the one. And every time he would have one, it was because I was, like, doing something like that.
0: Wow. Wow. So yeah. he did he know that you were into this kind of stuff?
1: Well, I think I, I don't really quite remember, but I think I did tell him first before anyone else knew. And he was just like, that explains everything. And <laughs> But the thing that got me was like when I told him, he was like kind of had this like hurt look in his eyes. Like, that's why this has been happening to me. Like, and I felt so terrible. Mm-hmm. So I was supposed to be like his big sister. And I'm like, I'm like doing this to him basically unintentionally, but still like, it feels terrible.
0: Do you... I, I don't understand these candles. Like, where do you where do you get these magic candles?
1: <laughs> I have no idea. I really don't remember where I got the candles. Like, I, I, it's crazy. Like, I blocked out so many things from back then. And I have tried to kind of, like, remember some things, but haven't been able to. It's like, there's just, like, bits and pieces that are gone.
0: Have you gone to therapy?
1: I've thought about it. I went as a child. And mm-hmm. had um, like I went to two different therapists because so my parents they were seeing a therapist and he was kind of terrible. Um, <laughs> I don't even know why he's a therapist to be honest. <laughs> I went to see him and it, I also had a terrible experience and I was like, "Geez, this guy's the worst." And then they saw another therapist who was like really amazing and I saw her once and it was great, but she just was like really expensive, so like they sure. couldn't continue to see her. But I have thought about like going to therapy, in, like yeah. sometime in
0: the future. <laughs> I don't totally know how memory repression works, because on one hand, your brain is blocking it out as a defense mechanism. So I don't know if in therapy, like, I don't know if the goal is to recover those memories, but rather to to heal whatever trauma was in the brain that it felt like it needed to hide. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I was like so young and trying to like raise my brother, basically, because that's just kind of what was needed at the time. And so a lot of what happened was just too much for, like, my 13-year-old brain to handle, I think.
0: Definitely. I was also,
1: like, trying to, like, do drugs back then, <laughs> probably mm-hmm. just to kind of, like, numb things. Mm-hmm. So it was just crazy.
0: Did drugs continue, or did it quit pretty quickly?
1: Um, I did draw. like, I it was mainly just pot, mm-hmm. but it wasn't for very long either. It was, like, maybe, like, a couple years. Mm-hmm. But after that, I was kind of just over it. Like it, it <laughs> I was just like, yeah, that's... I did that. Now I'm done.
0: <laughs> did it help?
1: Not really. No, no. <laughs> this made me more anxious, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, well, I shouldn't say that's true. I wouldn't know. I've never done You're that. You're like, yeah, Just so everyone's do it clear. all the time. <laughs> how how did you get ba- reintroduced back into Christianity?
1: Well, um, when my mom kind of interventioned me. She was just kind of like, we need to pray right now. (laughs) She kind of just like forced me to pray. She was like, (laughs) I I think I tried to leave the room and stuff like that. And she was just like, no, we are going to like pray and we're going to figure this out. And so um, like I prayed with her. That's when I really stopped the witchcraft. But uh, it's crazy to like, this is something people don't realize. Witchcraft is like an addiction to a substance. Like even if you try and pull away from it, it pulls back. And it's something I struggled with for probably, like, a several years after that, like, having it pulled back at me, like, I remember I couldn't even watch, like, movies that had, like, witches in them, because it would just, like, pull at me, like, I felt like things were, like, jumping out of the screens of the TV, just trying to, like, pull me back in, because um, it really is, like, addictive, like, that's something people don't realize, and nobody seems to really talk about it, I don't know why, but, um, like, that's when I really got out of it, but I I don't, I kind of wrestled with, like, Christianity back and forth like for a few years after that and then I don't really I just remember like having like this moment where I was like doing stupid drugs (laughs) and I just felt like I couldn't breathe and I don't know if it was a panic attack or just like being anxious or whatever but I just felt like I just couldn't breathe and I remember just like praying and instantly feeling completely better and then I I, from that moment on I was like okay I really need to like (laughs) actually get back into like Christianity because that's when I was actually happy that's when things were actually like positive in my life so that was really the turning point for me and I think I was like 15 or 16 at that time
0: is there anything more you can say about the addictive nature of this did you feel like any of those spirits were were calling back
1: oh yeah definitely like and people like that are close to me have seen this too like even to this day if I go to uh like, say, like, a grocery store, and someone is a witch there, they will just stare at me. Really? Like, yeah, like, really intensely. Like, it's kind of one of those things, like, you're not supposed to get out of it. It's kind of, like, this mob mentality. Um, When you get into it, it's not advised to get out of it because it can be dangerous to, like, you physically. Because, like, I've just heard... Thankfully, this hasn't happened to me, but I've heard, like, crazy stories of people who have gotten out of it, and they're, like... Their body is, like, physically attacked.
0: This is really interesting to me because... I have never in my life witnessed anything very spiritual, either positive (laughs) or negative. So it's just one of those things that I don't understand at all. So I'm not trying to be like weird about all the juicy details. I just genuinely don't understand what's happening. I'm
1: used to this. I've heard way weirder.
0: That's fair. So is it like an audible voice or did you see vision? visibly see these beings and was it the same one or multiples
1: um i i don't think i ever heard voices
0: thankfully i don't think i
1: would handle that very well um but i definitely did see some freaky things that i it was not very fun
0: sure like
1: i i've seen like shadowy figures that had like really creepy eyes
0: mm-hmm. and i remember
1: one time i looked into the mirror and my face just started like disintegrating. And that was super weird. Like that's probably the weirdest thing I've ever had happen. (laughs) No kidding. Yeah, and there's, I have no explanation for it. I just, that was just a weird moment.
0: (laughs) When you're watching TV or you're just looking at cultural stuff, is there lots of Wiccan influence that we, that someone who doesn't know anything doesn't even notice that's there? Is there symbolism or phrasing?
1: Yeah, 100%. (laughs) um it used to really bother me at first and I used to get so upset but I have I had to kind of remind myself like people who haven't experienced what I've experienced aren't going to like pick up on this stuff so it's not like they're just like getting into it knowingly like there's some ignorance there yeah not in a bad way it's just it is what it is um but at first I used to be like really annoying and like oh my gosh you guys like this has all this and people would just look at me like I was crazy Mm -hmm. but I kind of like have a little more like I guess, grace now, because I'm like, it's not the same for everybody. Like, I'm a little more relaxed, I think, which is probably a good thing. (laughs) Sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, in a way, I can totally see how you would be a lot more sensitive. And if someone doesn't even know what they don't know, um, you know, why are they going to be worried? So can you give me a couple examples?
1: This is the most obvious one, I guess. Like, Tim Burton is kind of known for being a witch. Like, it's it's not really a secret. In all of his movies, he kind of, like, hides... Stuff like that in there in plain sight.
0: I have to and, look up who Tim Burton is. Oh, you don't know? <laughs> Not the name off the top of my head. Let me see if I know his face. You'll probably know oh. some of the movies. Oh, he he does those really creepy ones. Yeah. Okay.
1: And he's kind of has like this kind of reputation of being a witch, and he he says it all the time too. Um, and I he does like don't kids
0: doubt movies. it. We watched. Yeah. Um, I watched the Frankenweenie movie with uh my niece and nephew, and it was like this is legitimately the creepiest movie I've ever seen what is going on yeah Yeah. anyway continue sorry to interrupt. yeah like
1: there's a lot of symbolism and a lot of his movies have this overall theme that I don't know if people are necessarily picking up on like I I can't I don't know if I've seen every one of his movies but in every one that I have seen it there's always this one character who's a little odd who like kind of they leave what is considered like normal society to venture off into this like other world whether it's like the nightmare before Christmas where it's like the undead or even like the corpse bride it's like the whole undead world where he, the guy go I don't know if you've seen that but the guy like meets this corpse bride that's like deceased <laughs> or um there's like one can't remember what it's called but like peregrine or whatever it's called where the kid has like meets these other kids with abilities there's always like a character that's a little weird that meets these people with like other weirdness and kind of goes into this other world basically and i I honestly believe that it's a parallel for like witchcraft like you leave this like conservative like considered normal life for this like supernatural life and he'll hide a lot of like symbols in like his stuff like there's a lot of pentagrams that you don't see if you're not looking for them it's like stuff like that
0: do you think symbols really matter
1: i think there's like multiple answers to this (laughs) i think that uh like there's definitely people who take them too far and they're like, oh my gosh. And they're like looking for like the Illuminati and everything. <laughs> and they're Like this is the Illuminati and they're like freaking out and you're like, you need to chill. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
1: So there's definitely that side to things. There's the other side where like people just disregard them entirely when maybe they should pay attention. I think there's a happy medium in sure. this. <laughs> like I don't think you need to be freaking out about like weird, like looking for things if they're not there. But like, I think it's not bad to be aware of things.
0: I still don't think I'm quite grasping how it's a, how it's addictive in nature. Is it it's got to just be that there's just a spiritual like current that's pulling you under. But it, it's not like a substance thing where you're physically
1: addicted. Yeah, it's more like, a I guess, a spiritual addiction. It's like when you get involved in that, like it's like your spirit. It, it's like selling your soul to the devil, basically. You're <laughs> like as cliche as that sounds like it's like that kind of thing. Where it's like you've kind of given up ownership over your soul to something else. And so like it will pull at you constantly. It's like you don't have ownership of yourself anymore. Is what it feels like sometimes.
0: One thing that's really interesting to me that on one hand I can appreciate about this world is that there are people that are willing to recognize that there is a spiritual reality. And that's one thing I just don't quite understand about atheism and agnostic ism is like what do you do it seems so obvious that there's more to the world. And so even if you're looking at the dark side for your answers, I feel like it's a more consist it's a more consistent world view and that there is more to than what we just see.
1: Sometimes I wonder if it's easier to believe in nothing than to believe in something that you feel like has disappointed you.
0: Yeah. That's fair.
1: Because I I know that there's a lot of, like, atheists that they may, like, be super angry at God, which I I was definitely there. Like, I was, like, not a God fan for a while. (laughs) Um, And I think it, it can be easier to just, like, block it out entirely and just to deny yourself of all spiritual anything than to just, like, accept that there could be something out there.
0: What is it about Christianity that really got hold of you again what it was it that you felt free from this oppression
1: um well i had i've had a lot of experiences just like i have with like the occult side of things i've had a lot of like i guess god experience i don't know what to call it that sounds super dumb but (laughs) you know what i mean like those kinds of experiences too on that side one thing i've noticed the only thing that i really don't regret the only thing that i think is good out of the witchcraft thing is i think it opened up my eyes spiritually in general to all sides of things so, like, I will pick up on stuff that people won't even notice. Like, I'll, like, walk by somebody and be able to tell what they're going through. I've had this weird thing happen where I can sense, like, illnesses on people, hmm. which is great in the pandemic. Oh, <laughs> Maybe I'm really? a doctor. <laughs> 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 but, like, I can just, like, sense weird stuff that there's no possible way that I could know that. And I'll just know it. And I'll, like, ask the person and they'll be like, how did you know that? So, it's just a lot of weirdness. So, there, there's a lot of stuff I've sensed on that side. So, it's like those things that prove that that side of it is real also and i know that there's like not everybody has had that experience unfortunately like some people they'll go to church their whole life and they maybe won't have those kind of like encounters and i think that's pretty
0: common these days (laughs) yeah so do you get these senses with everyone or is it here and there
1: it's mostly here and there but like i can sense a lot of stuff off a lot of people like even just strangers
0: Is it more of physical ailments or emotional type things, too?
1: It's both. Uh, Lately, it's been a lot of the physical ailments, which is kind of weird. Like, (laughs) I'm definitely not in control of it. (laughs) It's just like whatever happens.
0: happens. Um, Do you get any senses from me?
1: Uh, Not really. Like, maybe some mental stuff or like emotional stuff, I guess. Not like physical things.
0: Hmm. So it works virtually, too. (laughs)
1: it was am I right or something (laughs) maybe one thing that was weird was um me and my husband we've traveled the country like three times now um we lived on the east coast for a while and that was it was fun but it was really hard being away from family when my family visited I saw my dad and I was like you need to go to the the hospital Hmm. and like I could feel it like I could feel his sickness and he was just like really like I because he hates doctors (laughs) so he was like (laughs) I really don't want to go see a doctor. And I was like, trust me, you need to go to the doctor. You need to have them run some tests. And sure enough, like, he went to the doctor. Thankfully, he found out he had hepatitis. Wow. He had it for a long time. And if he hadn't gone, like, I don't know where he'd be right now. So it's just really crazy stuff. But Maybe there's, you like, should no be a receptionist
0: to- at a hospital and you can tell people, "Now nah, you're fine. Just go away.
1: Yeah. Because <laughs> then like hypochondriac comes in and they're yeah. like, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm here for the 10th
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be like, I promise. Just snap a rubber band on your wrist and remind yourself of reality. Just get out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like my brother. I love him. We're, we're best friends and everything. But like he gets so worked up over nothing. He, he, if he listens to this, he's going to be annoyed. But <laughs> <laughs> he'll be like, I'm dying. And I'm like, I'm telling you 100 percent, you are fine. You're
0: not going to die anytime soon. And he's like, watch. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, if I feel sick, maybe I'll just have to give you a call and be like, hey, what's going on? I don't want to go spend the money on a doctor. Yeah,
1: I've actually had people do that. Yeah. Does it work? Yeah, actually.
0: Wow. This is just amazing. I have a friend who is like this, but not with physical things, but with emotional things. Uh, I ha- It was so weird. We'd met and... She didn't know me before this, and I didn't know her. We just met at church, and she knew things about me that I had really never told anyone. And I had felt that she was a safe person to talk to. So as I was talking to her, and she said, yeah, I knew that as soon as I met you. At first, I was kind of offended. I don't know if that's the right word, but I had this sense of what is my privacy because like there's a reason that I just don't go around saying these things and yet you know it. But then I thought, well, I suppose she knew it right at first, but she's always treated me with a lot of love and kindness. So I suppose it's okay after all. Yeah. It's fascinating.
1: Yeah. I feel like people are going to listen to this podcast and be like, wow, that chick is weird.
0: (laughs) Well, they might.
1: (laughs) Ironically on the topic of health issues, I, I, have battled crazy health issues Mm. i wonder sometimes if it is a result of the witchcraft because like i know that that can be a thing but i almost died a couple times actually Hmm. and yeah so that's been it's been an interesting last five years of just like dealing with an autoimmune disease and like trying to navigate that in the
0: middle of a pandemic (laughs) sure So, so so you said you almost died a couple of times
1: yeah we um, you know Alex, we my husband Alex, for those who don't know, <laughs> we moved to North Carolina um, and it was awesome like but it was crazy like we got there. I instantly did felt terrible. like I felt like really just off. like it was it was pretty weird. like I couldn't stay up at all. like I would sleep the whole day. I couldn't wake up. Um, hmm. and I was having a lot of like neck pain like like in here. They could barely talk, went into the doctor and um, it's kind of passed around between doctors at first because they were like, oh, you're young, so you're fine. (laughs) And I was like, this is very much not fine. (laughs) There's (laughs) nothing fine about this. So I finally like got to the right doctor. They did some scans and realized that there's like a lot of like what they're called nodules in my neck.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, there's like 12 of them or something. Yeah, (laughs) they were like, oh, my gosh. And so then they rushed me to this other specialist. He like rushed me in and he, he was a really busy doctor. So the fact that he like made time for me was a big deal. And they were like, we don't know if this is cancer. Like it was this big cancer scare. And this was like around New Year's where people are making their like fake resolutions. And they're like, I want to be thin and like all this stuff. And I'm like, I just want to be alive, you guys. <laughs> like <laughs> pretty simple. I just want to be alive. <laughs> I don't care about all this like weird stuff. But, like, I had to wait a couple of months to find out if I had cancer or not, which was Mm. terrifying.
0: That's a hard, long few months.
1: Yeah, like, it felt like a year. (laughs) It was only two months, but it felt like a year. And they were, like, in the meantime, they were taking my blood a lot. I hate needles, so I was, like, being poked with needles. They had to give me, like, these, like, anxiety medication for the needle in my neck because, like, (laughs) I was getting so worked up about it. So they were, like, okay, you need this. (laughs) And those pills were very strong, I will tell you that. <laughs> and I was like, wow, th- this stuff is dangerous. Like, how
0: do you compare it to pot?
1: Oh, that this was like way stronger. <laughs> I I just felt like everything was just wiggly looking, if that makes any sense. <laughs> and I, everything was like in slow motion, and the doctor was like, how are you feeling? And I was like, great. And he was like, good, it's working then. <laughs> But yeah, like after the couple months, like they were like, okay, you don't have cancer, but we need to watch the stuff in your neck to make sure that nothing turns into cancer. And I was like, what (laughs) turns into cancer? So for the next three years, it was like monitoring. It was like a lot. And um, the illness I have, they call it a head to toe illness. So it affects your entire body. It affects everything from your hair to your feet, Mm. to your like mind, your nerves, your nervous system, like everything. What's it Um, called? Called Hashimoto's it's really weird <laughs> yeah and so like and there it's a thyroid illness and when they told me what it was I I stupidly pointed to my thigh and I was like but my thigh is fine what? and they looked at me like I was an idiot because your thyroid is in your neck <laughs> <laughs> and they were like what <laughs> and I was like yeah my thighs are fine you guys <laughs> you're wrong <laughs> so that was not my finest moment and I'm really embarrassed by it
0: <laughs> oh man that's fair I would be too yeah (laughs) and now you've heard it for the internet
1: yeah the whole internet can hear my most embarrassing moment is that and the doctor looked at me like I was a complete idiot he was like what
0: (laughs) man I bet that's the first time he's heard that that's funny Yeah. so is there anything that can treat this
1: Um, I'm on like basically hormone replacement therapy because my body doesn't make the hormone that you need to like live (laughs) so I'm like living off of this medication basically
0: yikes this must be hard and how's your husband taking it
1: i think at first it was really difficult because it was pretty intense like those first three years i i like i legitimately couldn't talk because the pain i was feeling like the, it was like a choking like this restricted mm-hmm. feeling in my neck all the time it never went away so i literally like was a mute for oh, wow. a big chunk of time And we were in a new area, like new city, didn't really know people. So like, and I'm not like a, like, I don't think I'm a really, I'm a reserved person, but I'm not necessarily like shy, unless I'm upset. (laughs) If I'm like shy, that means that like, like, oh gosh, something's going down. (laughs) Like I'm pretty like bubbly, I guess. So to like be so quiet all the time, (laughs) Mm. it was the worst. And so that was really hard. Like I couldn't even sing either. And I think he was, I think he felt pretty helpless at first, because it's like, Mm -hmm. what can you really do? Like, other than just like, be a supportive husband, and he was just kind of (laughs) like, doing what he could. So I mean, I don't know for sure how he was dealing with it. But I know that he definitely put on like a brave face.
0: I bet for a minute, he thought, wow, it's so nice that I don't have to listen to my wife. And then after a while, he's Mm -hmm. probably like, I miss her.
1: (laughs) Yeah, a lot of times, like, I would want to tell him something and I'd just, like, text it to him. Or he'd be like, hey, can you, like, he'd, like, ask me a question, like, yell it across the hall or something. And I'd, like, point to my neck and he'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, I should learn sign language or something because yeah. this is ridiculous.
0: That sounds really hard. Um, yeah. I can't help but think of, like, any types of conflicts or arguments would be extraordinarily oh frustrating
1: It actually, I think as far as arguments go, it actually helped us because we learned really quick what was worth it and what wasn't worth it. Oh, man. It's like, yeah, it's like, it really forces you to evaluate, like, is this really something to fight about? Or is this really petty and dumb? (laughs) Yeah. Because like, I like, if I did talk, it was super painful. And it like my neck was really inflamed. Even looking at old pictures, like my neck was huge. It was Mm. like gross and massive and, um, And so like if we were fighting and I did start talking out of my anger, he probably felt terrible because he was just like, oh, gosh, I'm causing her physical pain. So then it really forces you to be like, "Okay, is this really like worth fighting about or are we just being really stupid?
0: (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. You have to really choose your words. Were you able to work during this time at all? Um, I'm a hairstylist, but like I
1: work um, for myself, which is nice. But at first, I wasn't working because it just was too difficult. Like, it's really... You can't really talk to clients and do that. So, mm-hmm. like, as it started getting better, I started working. But at first, I wasn't. I was. It was kind of a really depressing time of just doing nothing. Yeah. <laughs> because I just felt like I didn't have any other choice.
0: And you think that there's a chance that this is a consequence of the witchcrafty stuff? I don't know how to say it. I feel... <laughs> funny using that word
1: yeah it feels like mystical and not
0: real (laughs) it feels mystical it also feels like
1: like you're in a disney movie with a disney yes
0: yeah it doesn't seem like it makes sense (laughs) should i cackle for you yes please would you no (laughs) (laughs) okay here's one more question i was trying to watch a couple videos to understand just even a little bit of what in the world to ask and The lady that I clicked on, she kept referring to magic. And I know that magic is real based on the stories we have in the Bible. There's definitely uh, aspects of it that are real. But I suppose I don't understand what is actual real magic. Can you explain that a little bit?
1: Um, I think a lot of it is just demons. Them doing weird stuff and kind of, like, using you and possessing you and, like, using you as a puppet, basically. It's very, like... It, it's like an invasion of your personal space. It's like with God, like there's no invasion. It's like you invite him and he's like there and he's, he never really leaves. But like, it's not like he just like takes over you and like misuses that ability with like witchcraft stuff. It's it's very much like a misuse of things.
0: So would you feel like there were things that you were doing that were way beyond your control?
1: Oh yeah. Like probably a hundred percent of the time.
0: <laughs> Yikes.
1: That's actually what freaked me out about it and what kind of contributed to me running away from it because I was just like, this is just too much and it's something way beyond me, so. Hmm.
0: So what did it really feel like, though?
1: It felt like manipulation. Like, I was being manipulated, to be honest.
0: Hmm.
1: Like, spiritually, I guess. Like, at first, I felt, like, super powerful and I was like, wow, I can, like, do anything. Like, I was, like, some kind of superhero person. And then as, like, time went on, much like an addiction, like, you might like a substance you feel like kind of euphoric and it's like wow I can like do all this stuff or I'm like invincible or whatever and then as time goes on it stops being fun and you're like oh gosh like this is kind of ruining my life like it's kind of similar in that way
0: that totally makes sense yeah one more thing I'll say about that podcast that I listened to this guy he had a psychic I don't know if you called he didn't call it a business I think he called it his practice and you're really tempted when you hear of psychics to just think, oh, what? they're just scammers. And they definitely are scammers. People are oh, yeah. talented <laughs> at reading people and pulling things out. Um, but he said that he's, he was in communion with the spirit all of the time and that his name was Moloch. And I went, oh, so oh, yeah. this is real. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a real one. <laughs> Yikes. That's the one that you're going to be with. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it really creeped me out. So anyway, <laughs> really, no, thank you. it's real um so let's talk about your band okay what's it called what's it about who are the members
1: (laughs) it's called we brought the rain um it's it's very like a a freeing thing i don't know how to i feel stupid like (laughs) every way i try and describe it is just dumb but (laughs) it's like we're not really confining it to anything like honestly if we really wanted to we could make it like reggae or something i don't know if we ever would but like it's just a very free like we're gonna do whatever music we want to. It's not boxed in any way. And that's what I love about it. Because it's like we're all people who like different music and we can just kind of pull from all of that and create something that's like uniquely us. And it's my brother, me, and our friend Spencer. And it what's funny is we Spencer actually sang at my wedding <laughs> before. And I met him and Alex at the same on the same day at the same concert. And we had no idea that like this was gonna be our life now. So <laughs>
0: Is there any, I don't really know how bands work. Is there, <laughs> who, who does most of the songwriting and do y'all you write your own instrumental parts?
1: Um, a lot of it, we're kind of just like a lot of it has been figuring out what we do. <laughs> I think sure. every band's different. Um, I write right now, I write all the lyrics, but we are exploring like having like other members write lyrics too. We're writing a concept album right now. So that's been, it's been a challenge, but it's been really fun. Um, we all kind of collectively write the music parts. So but I really enjoy that. It's like a lot more fun to write with people than it is to write by yourself.
0: <laughs> so what do you do?
1: Um, I sing, play the keyboard, and write things. So <laughs> cool.
0: and what does your husband do or your brother, I
1: mean?' <laughs> just like my husband
0: <laughs> my brother, um
1: he like he wears a ton of hats. <laughs> Sometimes I feel bad for him because I'm just like, are we having you do too much? But... He um, plays the lead guitar like that's his like kind of defined role, but um, he's also like producing too and he's recording the album and like helping with the post production and doing all the like little all the magic that you hear in songs that people aren't going to necessarily pick up on, but they know that it sounds like professional, but they don't know why it sounds professional like Mm -hmm. like, that's the stuff that he does.
0: (laughs) That's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's like stuff that you would never hear because it's like way in the mix or it's like way back. But that's the stuff that he's, like, secretly doing.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, in our in our song, Through the Storm, the guitar solo thing that happens, I hummed that at my brother. And I was like, play this. And he was like, what? And he was like, that sounds stupid. And I was like, trust me. And he played it. And he was like, that's great. And so that's the guitar
0: solo. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I did, like, a little, like, it was probably sounded like Jack Black or something.
0: <laughs> it was like, why wah, wah, I love it. When do you plan to have your album out?
1: Oh gosh, <laughs> um, honestly, we we would have had it out sooner, but like so many, we've had so many setbacks. It's unreal. Like I've had like health flare ups. Um, actually, I'm having one now. It's not as bad as like it was, but like this craziness that you can't really control. And then like we moved from North Carolina back to Oregon, <laughs> like on a whim. We were like, we need to come back because like all the crazy stuff going on in the world we wanted to be closer to family so like we moved back um that was definitely like a setback but like we're kind of not really putting a timeline on it because we kind of collectively agree that it's better to like put out like a really good album than to like rush it and have it sound like crap definitely (laughs) nobody wants that
0: (laughs) so did your whole band move from north carolina
1: well at first um like me and my husband moved there and we weren't even in a band at first and then my brother kind of followed maybe a year after and he was really convincing me to like start a band but at the time I was like I can't even sing how am I gonna like be in a band with you sure um it was a lot of like wrestling back and forth and we kind of just made a song for fun and I wasn't expecting anything from it I wasn't even expecting it to even sound good (laughs) and then um we like finished it and I was like we should just do this like what are we waiting for yeah and um so we just started taking it more seriously and and then my voice came back and like then it was just the two of us for a while when we moved back to Oregon that's when we kind of reconnected with Spencer and it was like oh like this makes total sense like you should join us so now it's a trio and now we just need to find a drummer because they're they're like extinct or something i don't know where they're hiding it's like drummers don't exist
0: <laughs> all all musicians hardly exist anymore <laughs> it 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 depresses me on a deep level that with the advent of electronic music, which is cool, yeah, it do you just don't see people who put in the time to be proficient at instruments? And I'm guilty of this. I took piano lessons for 13 years, I don't even play anymore, I don't love to play. But when I look around at the kids, it's like, who is going to be playing in our churches in 60 years? Yeah, it's not you guys,
1: <laughs> not you guys, just pointing at all of them. <laughs>
0: Get out, you kids. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know. It's so depressing. Yeah. You'd think drumming would be maybe one that would hold on, because I think it still has a cool factor. You know, piano and violin have definitely gone by the wayside (laughs) as far as cool. If you're, I don't know, they're cool to me, but, you know.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. My brother randomly decided, he's stupid. Like, he randomly decided he was going to learn the violin. Within a week, he was playing, like, beethoven right and i was like you are disgusting. <laughs> you're disgusting disgusting and he was like it's so hard and then he was like like learn he first picked up the bass then he randomly decided he's like you know what i think i'm a guitar player now he picked up the guitar was like playing crazy solos picked up the violin like he started playing the keyboard and it was getting really good really fast and that- that's when i was like no no, like, this, no. One,
0: this one is mine
1: <laughs> like, I, we need to have some sort of separation
0: here <laughs> yeah that's totally fair stringed instruments are cool because once you understand the mechanics of how a stringed instrument works you can pretty much go from one to one pretty easily but when it comes to violin or any bowed instruments that's where it gets really tricky because the technique is what actually makes it sound good yeah yes um so it's called we brought the rain yes yep and where can you be found on social media
1: Instagram, Facebook. Our Twitter is pretty sad, to be honest. Same. (laughs) It's real depressing. I don't, I feel like only like angry people use Twitter, it seems like. Like all the people that have too many opinions and they don't have anyone to share it with, so they go to Twitter. So I don't know. Maybe it's something different. (laughs) This is what I've seen.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting place. (laughs) I think it's one of those things where I know that the people on Twitter are not a very accurate representation of. America as a whole or the culture as a whole. Yeah. Because only a few percent of people are on Twitter, but at the same time it is where a lot of the culture interacts. So I really like to sit back and observe about even if what they're saying is wrong and fake news and being twisted, for me personally it feels important to know still what they're saying. Yeah. So, yeah. But not everyone agrees with me, my husband most of all. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Yeah, we have a Twitter and like, I'll occasionally log on and be like, okay, what's new? And then it's like nothing. And I'm like, well, that was fun.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Here's a clip from the fan favorite episode number 12. Hi, my name is Katie. You know, in my brain, it was always, well, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Like you're driving fine. Like it's, it's fine. It's no big deal. Like you're not, you're not a real drunk you know, and those were the words that I was telling myself to make it okay. And so, you know, I would say I was, I would say I was above the legal drinking limit for two years. Um, I would drink probably 10, 15 shots in the morning juice just to get up and be able to work. Um, yeah. So and if I didn't have alcohol at home and the liquor store wasn't open, I would go to the gas station and, and, and drink, you know, for whatever I could get boxes of wine whatever it was I would get enough alcohol in me to stop the shaking I ask four questions at the end of every episode I do the first one is do you like the office or parks and rec
1: I don't know why but parks and rec makes me so angry okay (laughs) like when I watch it I just am like in a bad mood oh and I can't explain it like I can't tell you why I just, like, the vibe it gives me, I just get really irritable and unpleasant. And then, like, I remember, like, we had some friends who just loved it. And they were like, oh, watch this episode. It's the greatest. And I was so, like, annoyed. And it was, like, just the worst. And they were like, geez, like, what's wrong with her? <laughs> so, The Office, because it doesn't have that effect on me. I don't know why this happens. Like, I have weird, like,
0: reactions to things. Wow. Like,
1: The Rock, like, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Like, it's the same thing. Like, if I see his face, I'm just like, Nope. <laughs>
0: he's one of the most likable characters of all time not to me
1: not to this old girl
0: uh my next one is in the bible genesis chapters 1 through 11 is where the pre-abrahamic stories are told do you think that that is history or legend slash myth
1: i honestly don't know like lately in life um i'm kind of realizing that i know nothing about (laughs) mainly the bible (laughs) (laughs) Like, I used to, like, think I had all these, like, things that I knew. And then as I get older, I'm like, I really just don't know anything. So <laughs> I wish I had an answer for that. But I really, like, I, I don't even know.
0: <laughs> That's fair. Um, do you think that there are aliens?
1: Hmm. I, th- I think that I think that there are aliens. <laughs> I know that there's a cult out there that believes that, like, aliens are going to, like, come to the Earth. I don't know if you've heard about this but it's like this very active
0: cult <laughs> it, we aren't talking Scientology are you no
1: I don't think it's Scientology I think it's like something else where like they think that aliens are gonna come down and they're gonna like like be the the destruction and the saving of the earth or something
0: hmm. no I'm not familiar unfortunately <laughs> I wish you knew what it was called I would look it up tomorrow
1: yeah it's something me and my husband talk about a lot it was just randomly it will be like oh you know that alien
0: cult yeah hmm. <laughs> Interesting. So my final one is who or what inspires you to be your best self? I feel
1: cheesy saying this, but probably my husband. I feel dumb. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's he's the exact opposite of me. He's all the things that I wish I was better at being. Mm Because he's always like in a good mood for the most part. And I can be kind of spicy. (laughs) 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 And he's always like all chipper and stuff. And it used to drive me crazy. But now I've actually grown to appreciate it because I'm like you know what like that's just a better way to live
0: well in going through sickness you need a partner who can be optimistic so
1: I think that's
0: been probably really great yeah (laughs) well that wraps me up I appreciate you taking your time yeah this has been fun I will talk to you soon then see ya okay bye if you like this episode I would recommend sharing with somebody Um, for example if they have feet If they have a heartbeat, although they should probably speak English or they will not get much out of this podcast. Thank you to my single patron. You know who you are. If you would like to be a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash peak curiosity and there's a couple different levels and I'm going to throw in a handwritten thank you note to every person who signs up from here on in. So if you want my handwriting to forge a check or something, this is probably a good start. I shall talk to you guys next week.